In this episode of The Full Nerd, PC, still better than Mac. <laughs> and Core i7, no hyper-threading for you. Welcome to The Full Nerd, episode 60. I'm your host, Gordon Maung, with co-host Brad Charkas. Low internet. Eleni, of course, in her standard place, the left seat, which uh, I think is the pilot of it, isn't it? Well, the pilot. Sta- stage left? Sta- no, the, the left, I think the left seat, no, I think the right seat is with Captain. I think it is the left, I don't know. Uh, Sorry, getting to it. <laughs> and other special guest, Chris Hubert. How's it going? Did I mess that up? Did no, I... that's right, Hebert. Yep. He's Hebert. A, uh, my video counterpart on IDG's enterprise sites. East Hello, Coast. Chris. Yeah, from the East Coast. And, of course, Adam Patrick West Murray, Coast. who can cut us all off at any second, so be nice to him. Uh, Gordon, you forgot to introduce yourself as Mac expert, Gordon Maung. Mac uh, world <laughs> expert, Gordon Maung, who was on the Mac world podcast yesterday talking about uh, how awesome Macs are. You should have heard him. It was so weird. Like He, he was just saying how how awesome they were and how he loves them and then now he he's going to come keyboard, I thought I heard him saying yeah exactly and now <laughs> and he's going to come here and be like oh Max sucks so why why are you double dipping Gordon I, I you know and I got to say look and when you go into somebody's house uh-huh if you, you don't kill the, their hamster if you're on the you know if you don't kill their hamster if you are on the if you are on the opposite political spectrum or whatever you don't like you don't want to get into fights over that you're in their house you're respectful of them and i got to say I, nothing i said i would not say again which is here's the question <clears throat> and i'm going to everybody's going to agree with me which is what is the what is the fastest best core or fastest best macbook laptop uh-huh Right, and I yeah. can truthfully answer that the brand new, None of you know, MacBook oh. Pro. Oh, okay. Because what you are doing is you are making a small sub. I like, you know, I understand. Uh, I'm right-handed. You're left-handed. There's a reason why people aren't supposed to use their left hands. I don't want to get into what? that. <laughs> what? But Whoa. don't even get into that. I'm not going to get into that. But there is a reason why society frowns on southpaws, right? <laughs> Oh, well, man. But I can't make you use your right hand. You want your MacBook. You want your MacBook Pro. Whatever. I'm going to give you the best advice. You can still you can still tell them how wrong they are. Uh, you know. No, you can't. I mean, yeah. yeah. Can. I mean, Wait. yeah. I, I see. Look, I see the same thing. Now, this is like the whole console thing, right? Because they're like, hey, you're just a hater on consoles. I have no problems. Yeah, you, you want to play console. Yeah, you are. <laughs> you play console. That's fine. But don't get in my face and say console better than PC. Because then I'm going to bring it. Gordon, no right? one even says that to you. The minute say that someone that says the word console, the and you're just like, console. Oh, console players. Oh. <laughs> yeah, even No, ever- controller players. <laughs> like, there's some things like, look. Oh, okay. oh why well, you got to bring Brad into this for? If yeah. you are He's using like a controller, t- if you're using a controller to play a shooter, <laughs> you're just not right. But I, I, I'm, look, I'm going to, look, uh, my job is to tell people what is the best Mac for them. If they want to know, if they want a Mac, I'm going to tell them. A lot of the reaction to, of course, this major, major screw up by Apple is was, I mean, you know, a, a lot of it's misplaced. I think a lot of a lot of people overreacted. There is, of course, the normal, you know, Apple fanboy defense mechanism, which was ridiculous. But you could ignore that. But there are some people that were just in full freak out mode and 
and you know, uh, I was working with Roman. We were doing some testing, and you know, well, it just didn't. It was not what ex- it was not what everybody. So I, assumed. I walked in late. Did we already summarize for everybody what the issue? Well, we have. Yeah, we already did. That. We see it. We said PC still better than Mac. <laughs> now, if well, you ask uh, me, hold it, hold it. There's the best the laptop. Thing about this I ain't going to say MacBook us, Pro. What? It gives us an opportunity to look at and talk about like how the design of laptops can affect PC performance. We can compare this directly to Core i9 PCs. Right. That's the yeah. idea today. So just to summarize, in case we haven't done it already, the issue we're talking about was that, uh, was it, I forgot his name, it was one of the YouTubers. Dave Lee. Dave, Dave Lee. Lee. Dave TV. Discovered that, was it in Premiere? Or like extended Premier. loads. He had a Premiere that load that he used. the Core i9 uh, part would start throttling. So it would would have dropped to like one point something. I forgot what it was. Performance was basically worse than what you're getting out of. Uh, I just did the fade from mic thing. He, the worse than the previous generation KBLA yeah. quad. Yeah. So way below base speeds. Yeah. So MacWorld ended up looking into this, writing some of their own tests, and just seeing you know what the root issue was, what might be causing it. And so Apple just released a patch for this, I think. They, it was a firmware update. Firmer update. So they, reveal, they release, everybody just goes, because this happens, you know, very late last week. Um, and the worst thing is it happened over a weekend, so people get to fester. So you have all the conspiracy theories. Everybody's looking for solutions. And I got to say, one, one person on Reddit, I really think, did, did find the actual problem. Um, by good job, one guy on Reddit. <laughs> well, I mean, the one person he says, the one person who posted his fix, and it, he, you know, he could prove it. Um, and uh, by Monday, what day is today? Thursday. Tuesday came out. Tuesday. By Tuesday, Apple said, "Hey, we figured out there's there was a bug in the firmware across all the new eighth gen Macs, and we're pushing it out. Everybody, you know, stop hyperventilating, and you know, <laughs> so." Uh, well, real quick, um, uh, your bosses from Macworld are in the YouTube chat right now. He's saying, wait, why are you on the full nerd? Uh, and then I'm pretty sure it's Roman, your boss. Uh, he says, uh, Gordon, Gordon joined the Mac master race. Yeah. See, yeah. (laughs) Those are incendiary words here. I'm I'm not making this up. That's an interesting segue, I think, about the Mac Master Race Bits, because even after the fix, when you're running long workloads, because this is a Core i9 chip designed for high clocks uh, in such a thin body, because the MacBook Pro, I think, is 0.6 inches. I mean, it's still yeah. only hitting baseline reliably now for these long workloads, the right. 2.93 gigahertz, right? Yeah, 2.9 gigahertz, pretty much. By comparison, if you look at some of the Windows PCs that have Core i9 chips in them. Like, I've reviewed an Alienware uh, 17, the new one. I think Gordon's looking at an Acer laptop. Yeah. And just, they they can hold much higher clocks because they're thicker and have better cooling solutions. Yeah, under base clock, they're, they hold, you know, 3.5, so 3.6. And I and that's not base clock. You know, as we know, base clock is, you know, it's the minimum pieces of flair. It's like when everything has gone wrong, <laughs> this is what you should be running at. Do you always want to do the minimum, Gordon? Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, you know, I, Brad is right. I mean, I, and I, I agree. I mean, I brought this up. I, I, The example I had is like 17-inch, you know, gaming laptop with, you know, built for games. It's got big, fat heat pipes. It's got great big fans that are probably actually thicker than the body, the main body of the, <laughs> of the, of the, of the MacBook. It's going to outperform um, a Core i9. The weird thing to me is that they even put a Core i9, and this is not just on Apple. This is on everybody. They're putting Core i9s into 15-inch, you know, XPS 15-class laptops. 
right? That's weird. And it's weird. That, you know, why? <clears throat> well, you know, I so one thing I if I do not have an i nine XPS fifteen. I definitely think when I uh, the numbers I've seen out there from people that have run some preliminary tests, it is it is faster. It does not uh, clock down as much as the Mac. But it still is going to clock down somewhat. I think Dave Lee, he already has seen one. He's like, yeah, this thing is still thermal throttling. But it's sort of like one of the things like, yeah, it's in a thin, it's in a, in a four to five pound laptop body. It's not going to run at full speed. So, so, so why is there any advantage of opting for a Core i9 laptop in these thin bodies over the Core i7 version? Because Core i9 and Core i7 are different on the desktop, but inside right. of laptops, I mean, Core i9 just means faster. And yeah. if they can't go faster because of thermal constraints. No, I mean, I like so it, there. There is a plus. I mean, it it is because again, a lot of the overreaction to the MacBook or people like, oh my god, this thing you don't get anything. I'm getting ripped off. Yeah, kind of, sorta, not, but not really because so uh, it does under turbo hit four six. I was watching Roman run a benchmark and we were looking at the clocks and it was running four six on turbo sometimes. So that's like a shorter run. Very short runs, very yeah. light loads. So you do, and I mean, I don't know what pe- people seem to forget these things. It's like Core i9 was not going to be an all core 4.6. You're never yeah. going to get 4.6 gigahertz out of a Core i9 all core unless you overclock it, right? But stock, that was only a single thread, you know, light load. And then, of course, uh, they have this thing called thermal velocity boost, which is extra, extra boost if the CPU is cool enough. Extreme. Uh, I'm sure under some circumstances, uh, Core i9 and the MacBook Pro 15 will actually hit um, 4.8. You mean like putting it in the freezer? Putting it in the freezer like Dave <laughs> Lee did. I mean, the one thing like, because a lot of people said, oh, he's full of it. Uh, he pretty much proved that there was definitely a thermal issue by putting it in a freezer and running it and seeing, you know, like 20% improvement in, in performance. So It's pretty badass. Well, I think it's interesting. I mean, I didn't test it with the long run, but over multiple Cinebench runs, and you saw it too, with this Alienware 17, which admittedly is twice as thick as a MacBook Pro, it sustains 4 gigahertz loads even. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, so, yeah, it really, these, it's, it's a CPU built for big gaming laptops and that's why i'm blown away that everybody's putting it into thinner laptops it does seem strange because honestly you're going to be buying a macbook pro to do work and you're probably going to be doing these longer low type tasks so it kind of seems like we're arguing that the chip isn't necessarily bad for short like light loads but it doesn't with the hatch now, it seems like it's better, but it's still going to slightly nerf performance as you start going for those longer runs, as things yeah. get hotter. So it does kind of still beg that question Brad asked, which is, is it really worth getting something like this if you're, like, say, someone like Adam, who wants to take, you know, your editing production on the road? I, and I would say, our, I, and I said this on the, on the Macworld podcast, I was like, no, I, I wouldn't. I don't think the value is there for Core i9 over Core i7, especially in laptop configuration, because um, it's <laughs> it's the same CPU, except you're getting more clocks, right? And on all the turbo clocks, so higher potential. But really, uh, my thought is, my thought process is if you are buying a 15-inch, uh, you know, workhorse computer to do encoding and rendering, you really want core and thread count. And you get that with the cheapest, you know, uh, 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 8750, right? The Core i7-8750H. That's a great mm-hmm. chip. Gives you six cores, 12 threads. Why would you... And you're paying this $300 premium that for... That much? Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of money, right? And then, yeah, I'm again, so a uh, an 8750H Max Turbo 4, right? 
the mid there's a mid range the 88 70 i think and that's like a i think it's maybe you get about a 300 more boost and then for quarry nine you get a three to five hundred depending on what you hit, but uh, it ain't worth it okay. for most people. Gordon, we got a question uh, on YouTube, a uh, friend of the show, Jacob Flores. Hi, Jacob. Uh, he's saying that uh, Asus ROG laptop has a Ryzen 1700 desktop part. Uh, he's wondering if that would be better for CPU compute than this throttled i9 in the MacBook Pro. Um, it all sort of de- it depends, right? So you're looking at an 8-core 16 threads. Yeah, it's, it's going to whoop all over a Core i9 in multi-threaded tasks easily mm-hmm. all day. Right, that's just you get. For the most part, I, my like I have a really really rough rule, which is about a gigahertz. Two more two more cores, or hyper threading. In fact, is probably worth about a gigahertz of overclocking in the Sandy Bridge days. So you're looking at two more cores with hyper threading. It's gonna beat no matter what. Uh, more cores will beat high clock. But um, what you got to realize: the vast majority of code that people to use, the software use, is not really gonna be. I mean, I don't. You know, I love what Intel and AMD are doing with these high thread count parts, but come on, let's face it. You, the vast majority of things you are doing are not going to use it. So you got to look at that balance. You don't just automatically assume, oh, yeah, you know, 8-core going to be better in Ryzen. It will. It'll whoop all over that in multi-threaded tasks. But you're going to get to a lot of, like, gaming with that clock advantage that, that Intel has had, and you get to that advantage where Intel's had, like, you know, higher clocks at you know lower thread loads yeah it's gonna it's well, still gonna win there and, and depends on your workload yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. well and also i was also thinking when you were i was listening to the podcast which uh i'm, I'm ragging on you but it was a good <laughs> episode of the Macworld podcast go check it out uh my other video producer co-worker not chris but dan uh he he's the producer on that one uh and they have fun over there uh but you know i was thinking i was like why so Intel's better for gaming, right? But you're not going to lose anything by putting a Ryzen on a MacBook because MacBooks aren't for gaming. So, you yeah. know, well, why, why not just go over to, to yeah. AMD? Yeah, well, I, so my argument, like, look, I'm not saying one is necessarily just simply better. It's what's best for you. And you got to look at what you're doing because there's a lot there's a lot of applications that use that aren't just games that are really lightly threaded like photoshop is notoriously not exactly a <laughs> well optimized app yeah <laughs> True. yeah you can hit the three filters that they like somebody optimized <laughs> and you'll get it the rest of that time you're pushing one two threads if you're lucky there's just a lot of programs that people use that will benefit more from high clock speeds so look at what you're doing but yeah if you are doing Blender, you're doing rendering, you know, all this kind of heavy-duty encoding. Yeah, eight cores is going to be better. That's uh, What's interesting about this whole MacBook Pro saga to me, touching on these core speeds, is that it really drives home the fact that you could say, hey, this has a Core i9 part, it's going to kick ass. Hey, this has a Core i7, it's going to kick ass. But in the mobile world, in the laptop world, it depends so much on the actual whole integrated laptop design. Yep. You can't yeah. just say, hey, it's a Core i9, it's going to kick ass. It will to some degree, but the whole package matters so much more yep. in laptops than it does on the desktop. Well, actually, yeah, good point. Uh, over on uh, on Twitch, uh, Prozone Layer is mentioning that he would go for raw power over thin than light all day. Uh, what, what are you guys' takes? I, I know I would probably go over raw power. Uh, I would, uh, too. Yeah. yeah, same with Chris. Yeah. But we're, we're heavy production people, so what about you guys? I, I, I To me, my thought, I actually tweeted this the other day. Uh, my thought is if you're going to spend the extra money to get the extra performance of a Core i9, I think the extra performance would probably matter to you more than being thin and light. Yeah. You know what I mean? True. Yeah. 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 I think in general, just speaking uh, 
from an overall perspective, not necessarily a specific person's workload, I would say that I think it should be a good balance, right? Get it as thin and light as possible, sure, but don't sacrifice the performance just to have a certain aesthetic. And that's yeah. to me, which is that's to me is the weird part about the MacBook Pro that they're yep. valuing these aesthetics so yeah. deeply that it's actually hurting performance. Like, why would you do that? I, I mean, it's even the, getting to the keyboard, right? It's a crappier <laughs> keyboard for better aesthetics. Right? The, the uh, MacBook you know. Pro. I mean, obviously, I'm work for PC World, so I have thoughts. Well, about the I don't know. Do you, Gordon? <laughs> Gordon, jump ship. Are you next, Brad? <laughs> But to me, the MacBook Pro itself is so weird because it makes so many weird compromises for its form factor, like you're saying, because it has a Core i9 laptop, uh, Core i9 processor, but it pairs it with like a low end Radeon part and a crappy keyboard, like everything the opposite of what you would want in a production machine. And it just seems to make so many compromises for its thinness. But not on price, Brad. No compromise on price. Like I've always said, the the MacBook Pro hasn't been for pro users uh, for a long time. Uh, I I, I agree. I loved that 17-inch MacBook Pro from 2011 because that was a pro laptop. I mean, they they got rid of pretty much all their ports. Yeah, they got rid of all their ports. They they don't even make a matte screen anymore. And if there's one thing when we're editing in the field, you want a matte screen. Well, Uh, on, on top of that, even the uh, that touch bar. Oh, yeah. They, the they market it. You done. know, it's it's for professionals. Professionals use. You know, you can, uh, you know, map your Premiere Pro yeah. and editing pieces. Like, <laughs> sure. We're not going to use that because no. we're no. we already have the shortcut keys. You want function keys? Yeah. yeah. We already have the shortcut shortcut keys memorized. There's yeah. no way we're going to use that. It's no, so it's, gimmicky. It's dumb. Yeah. It's dumb. Yeah, and, and and again, I I that's the thing about the the MacBook Pro 15 is just it, it is it has been I agree with you. It's been a disappointing decision. A lot of actually and you know, this is not exactly new, right? Yeah. Uh, Apple designs it's really sad you that rather than having engineers and and designers kind of like meet what can we do? It feels like designers have all the say. Now, anybody who's ever worked in the magazine world um it's the same thing. You would never let your designer have complete control over a magazine, <laughs> or you would get something like Raygun, the magazine, which you should look up and you can't read it, but you it looks you can look at it. So Raygun, the magazine. Yeah, look look up Raygun, the magazine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that right now. Raygun, the magazine. And of course, I remember having a discussion with a magazine designer back in the '90s, and he was like, "Oh, this is beautiful." I was like, "This, oh, this looks okay. like it's insane." It's like, uh. How do you get information from this? It's beautiful. <laughs> it's like I can't, I can't give any, I can't. So people buy for the words, you know, not to look at it, I guess. But you know, designers have a different view of the world, right? It yeah. would be it, it's very much we. This is the normal yin and yang of our entire world. You have artists and you have engineers. Mm-hmm. You don't want a, a world completely designed by engineers. Otherwise, it would look like Minecraft with the same night. Google Analytics, every, right? Google Analytics or <laughs> And you also don't want a complete world designed by artists. Otherwise, everything would be the most uncomfortable thing in the world, right? I mean, it'd be like, it would look pretty. My bed has spikes in it. How do I sleep in this? But it's beautiful. But I, it's got spikes in the bed. That's where I sleep. And then, so it's always that argument, right? So I think the problem with uh, Apple lately is like, yeah, let's let the artists run away with everything, and then you render this beautiful, and we'll then we can have the engineers put whatever hardware they can get. It's like. We can't put anything in this. Are you crazy? <laughs> right? Like this thing is so thin. What What do you want us to do? Right? What do you? Yeah. What do you, I, I, I would that, that argue. Act, 
Sorry. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I, I would argue it's been Apple's MO for a while. I mean, they've, is, they've cared about but aesthetics not this for much. sure. Not but not this, this much. much. Yeah. I mean, the MacBook Pro 15. And again, like I, I think like the Mac Pro, the trash can, right? The classic oh, cylinder. Psh. It is a beautiful piece of art. And you've ever yeah. touched one and taken it apart. It is an amazing, amazing testament to desktop computing that you would never want to buy <laughs> or, or use own. Yeah. or yeah. use <laughs> or try to upgrade. And that, that sort of says something about, you know, that whole world where it's like, this is terrible. You know, this is just a terrible computer. It's just absolutely horrible, right? That's just a terrible computer. Yeah. Terrible. No. Yeah. I, I, think, I think that analogy actually is where I think kind of the state of Core i9 themselves are right now, because you have the Apple side of things, the artist side where it's so thin, it's beautiful, but it's, you know, throttling to hell even when it's not throttling right uh and then on the other side on the pc so far at least the ones that i'm aware of they've all been the core i9 laptops are you know 10 pound huge beasts that will really like open up and let her rip and there's nothing really in the middle so far so well, uh, i don't see if the xps 15 might be in the middle so it'll be interesting to see at some point what the performance actually is like in that hmm. yeah although see I, how they balance the two see i i still think like i I don't really place the XPS 15 as a, as, a, as a pure gaming laptop. I don't even think Dell does. I sort of think we're, we're kind of there with the Aero 15, the Aero 15X, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. the MSI, the GS65, which is an amazing, amazing machine. Those don't have Core i9s, though, do they? I will tell you. They don't have Core i9s, but I will tell you in everything except where you're getting boost out of, uh, out of a load, mm-hmm. like single-threaded. You know, two, three, four. Yeah, a MacBook i9 might be a little bit faster, but mm-hmm. it's every bit as fast when you're pushing all the cores. So yep. to me, that's a fundamental weakness because uh, I'm buying this for video encoding and rendering. <laughs> Why am I buying this i9 if the performance is basically the same as i7? Right? That's just right. like it's just that that. So I I think we're kind of getting there, and I do think there is one more thing to add because you know that that classic battle between engineer and artist Mm -hmm. and then you insert the third leg of this which is the business person (laughs) person. yeah chris knows the enterprise so you get like all three of those kind of mixed in that fight and you know to be fair to some pc laptops the business person has been calling the shots a lot of things like uh i don't care i don't want the spike design i don't care about this high performance can you give me the absolute cheapest thing ever and so I can sell to people, but it's like if we do this, no one will ever buy it again. That's I mean, okay. Think pads. Let's face right? it, we we lived through an era of the PC where it was just junk, right? Netbooks, right? Netbooks are the exact. Oh, that's God, like netbooks. I don't care. Like build me the most beautiful, fastest netbook based, atom based netbook you can. It's like what? That's just a turd, right? That's just, <laughs> and that that's what we got. So it's always that sort of three tensions. People and, bought them though. But you know, but look where we're at now. So like with PCs, I mean, I have this Mac sticker for people I troll with, but this is an HP Spectre. I love this thing. But I really a, thought but that was a Mac. It's beautiful. But yeah, here's I know. The thing, though, like, oh, you just, oh, everyone thinks Chris up. doesn't know this. You have a MacBook, so there's actually a secret mode on your Mac. So you tilt it back. And then when it stops, if you push on it really hard, it makes it a 360. Yeah. Yeah. You got to hear the snap, right? You have to hear the snap. And then the screen will go black. I have, no, I'm kidding. I have no Don't choice. do that. Do not do that. I didn't have do an option. This was, this was given to me by force. Okay. Yeah, I know. I'm so. just saying. No, I mean, but look, we're at a no, point know, where PCs, we have, a, we have this beautiful blend of engineering, artists. Do you really think we would have gotten to this platform. point if we hadn't gone through the crappy look netbook phase right first? 
Because before then, <laughs> laptops just kind of kept going as they went, sure. right? Like, but, you, you couldn't find a laptop under four pounds. You couldn't. Yeah. Well, look, to, and that's the one thing. Like, everybody wants to bag on the business person. The one who makes the calls all these things, like, why did you make these things? And the business person is like, you know what? It's great to you, artist and engineer. Right now, you would be working at Starbucks if we didn't send, <laughs> if we didn't sell 20 million of these netbooks to pay the bills. Because what do you think is paying the bills? Your beautiful art? Your stupid Core i10 that you can't even fit into a laptop? No. <laughs> right? I mean, it's just sort of like, it's always that yin and yang, right? But it's yeah. yin yang, and I don't know what the last so one is. So I feel like we're saying Young? that, I feel like we're saying that, so things are a little out of balance right now. When it comes on the to Mac, yeah, clearly. Yeah. Well, on the, I will say on the Mac, clearly. <laughs> I don't know if this this clearly is like whatever the artist says, whatever the art says, whatever they say. Uh, do it. Aluminium. Uh, uh, aluminium. Sure, this we can't look. We look. We have the roadmap from Intel and AMD, and this this ain't. And also. You know, why can't we use some NVIDIA parts in here, sir? It's like, oh, no, I, I got this thing against NVIDIA. And there's just sort of like, it's all, it's well, all balanced. We, we, get, we got some people who have asked about uh, uh, Apple making their own CPUs. I know yeah. you covered that, but what do you, what do you think, Gordon? Is this, is this a way they can get around uh, some of these issues? I, again, I, I, I said it, and I, it, my harsh assessment is it would be the end of the Mac platform. You try to drag people one more time. One more time, one more architecture change. Mm -hmm. Developers are going to be like, forget it. You know what? We'll just do iOS, whatever. Like, we're not going to waste our time on this thing. But I just don't, one, I don't think you can really get the horsepower. I mean, Jason Jason Cross from Macworld had a good point. Well, we'd have to see these parts. Well, what I know is you don't get a, you know, a three-watt ARM processor to compete with a 45-watt Core i9. It just doesn't happen. It's just not going to happen. So you can't. You can't tell people every time, all right, everybody, I know you told you to use your right hand. Now you need to use your left hand. Now you need to go back to your right hand. Or your right oh, foot. Yeah. Why don't you start actually uh, t you know, using your feet for everything? It's like there's, there's a, I don't think it can survive another transition, frankly. And I, because Macs are in uh, sort of this bizarre sort of walled prison, but they still have to compete with PCs. And we... The PC side, we are just producing beautiful laptops, beautiful devices that are just like leading the way. All the innovations on the PC. And you're going to try to like just make people stay on Mac because, oh, we have our own chips. What exactly is this like? Yeah, but my rendering project is like I use Premiere. And you know what? And people are like, do you think? I mean, like Premiere is like better than it used to be. But do you think Adobe's going to like, yeah, we're going to make this awesome on your ARM chip? It's like, yeah. yeah that's so you can throw it. us out of the bus again, Apple? Uh, but Gordon, you should be using Final Cut 10. What are, what are you doing? Yes. I mean, but the, the world doesn't work like that. That's like saying, oh, you know, uh, you should be using a different. I should be. Why don't your plugs fit my UK plug, my UK charger plug? Well, because it's the U.S. Well, uh, I'll just like, what, what are you going to say? No, you're not going to charge your phone. It doesn't get you anything. Emulation has issues too, as you can see by yeah. you know, the Windows 10s notebooks or whatever they're called, the Windows on ARM notebooks. Yeah, and it's not pretty. There's definitely times where it's not pretty, and a lot of the code just kills it. Emulation is not going to get you there, you know. And, and there was a good point yesterday. Uh, you know, Roman said, "Hey, they they made that power PC to x86. That was pretty seamless. Well, it wasn't really that seamless, but <laughs> but as I pointed out, like you know." They saw where the thermals were going on PowerPC. That was a failure, right? That was like, they knew, uh, and my example is, they saw the meteor coming for the planet. 
That's right. And you know that meteor is coming. You got a long time to go like, oh, we got to, we have to have an out off of this planet. So they got off the planet before the meteor hit, luckily, because they saw it coming. But what if, you know, I, I think. I don't think you could really... Are they going to, like, develop this thing for the next 10 years and then throw the switch? I mean, how how much longer can they push developers? I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. Mm. So, no. I don't think it's going to happen as soon right. as some people think it does. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Uh, yeah, well, well, before we move on to the next topic, oh, uh, we forgot to mention about a giveaway that's going on. Oh, yes. Why don't you inform people of the giveaway happening on PC World right yeah, now? In I'll fact, put the link to, in the chat. If you go to PCWorld.com, you can actually see Elena's hand modeling it. This, uh, now I've got to say one thing, it's limited edition. Like they are only making a very select amount of Core i7 8086K, 50,000. <laughs> but in order to make this even more special, it is actually signed by Gregory M. Bryant. Now, if you yep. now right for here. folks who don't know who Gregory M. Bryant is, who is he? A, he's a person who calls all the shots on Intel on PCs, client computing, as, mm-hmm. as Intel likes to call it. So be nice. If you want a soldered part, if you want so and so, it doesn't help to be mean. So yeah, <laughs> you better. We all get, we're all gonna kiss his butt right now because we want these good things. So. That's what you got to do. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Well, I put a link in the chat, and everyone else can go to PC World uh, and, and search for the Intel 8086K giveaway. Uh, right. And, yeah, we'll, we'll yep. be giving that uh, the the thing we, you have until next Thursday. Next until Thursday. Thursday. One, one week. Uh, yep. One you week have one week on from there. today. So. And again. And, and actually, last week, we actually, last week, we interviewed Steve from Gamers Nexus, who went deep on that chip. Mm-hmm. So if you want to learn what the chip is capable of, Go back and look at last week's episode to learn about how that chip can definitely overclock to 5 gigahertz across all cores. Yep. Nice. Cool. All right. Uh, why, why don't we move on to some rumors? Oh, oh. yes. The rumors are yeah. interesting because so, yeah. if these rumors are true, that chip might be more interesting than future Core i7s, I think. You think so? Yeah. Interesting or useful? Tell us, tell us why. <laughs> well, who, who's up on all the rumors? I, I can so the rumor is there's a Core i9 coming that's going to have eight cores and hyperthreading. I got the page open. The bad news is the rumor. I think the last time I the last news I saw from Ars Technica is the Core i7 version of that eight core chip will not have hyperthreading. So it's only just oh. for that i7 chip. Yeah. So of course everybody's up in arms over this because they're used to Core i7 having hyperthreading. But I my view on this is is just simply market segmentation and it. Honestly, it never made any sense anyway. What part did yeah, it make so any there's, sense? So, so just to be clear, the rumor is that there's uh, 9900K that's 8 cores, 16 threads. There is a 9700K that's 8 cores, 8 threads. And there's an i5 variant as well that's 6 cores, 6 threads, no hyper-threading on anything but the i9. All right. So that rumor is not nearly as bad as I thought it was when I first heard the the kind of like the rumblings where it just oh. said like there's gonna be no more hyper threading on i7 i was like what <laughs> yeah i mean yeah because that was like it, 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 and that's the way a lot of people sold it when in this it, without the context it was like yeah that's that's gonna be a core i9 feature it won't be an i7 so it, it, you don't get it right it's like it's not as big a deal once you hear that right yeah when it's limited mm. to just well i mean uh, it's still kind it's, of it's it's, a, it's its own pickle like it's a problem because it just confuses things even further about like what belongs to what particular you know sub brand they have within the core family yeah. but in terms of it being a huge problem as if they just were stripping that feature 
her out entirely from the i7 sub-brand, um, it's not I, I, that catastrophic. I think it very much depends. All these uh, entries were found in Sci Software's database, by the way. That's where the rumor comes from. Uh, it depends on whether the Core i7 that launches the 9700K is the same price as the 8700K. Uh, because if we move to a future where Core i7 is just eight cores, no threads, no hyper-threading, uh, and it's still selling for 350 bucks, mm. but now if you want hyper-threading in eight cores, 16 threads, you pay 450 bucks for a 9900K, uh, then that would basically mean that the 8086K and the 8700K will have more threads than their successors, right? Yeah, um, they, they will, and I think... You know, I think that it's, it's probably somebody sitting down and going, look, we need to have a reason for people to buy these chips. And we also meet because you can't have an eight core I7 with, you know, that's 300 megahertz less than I9 with the same thread count and then have people want to buy the top end one. Mm-hmm. So I, I can I understand that. But, yeah, I, I also understand why people are angry. I kind of wonder, like, how. And that's the other thing, though. So it makes you wonder, like. And the problem with rumors is who knows what their value is, if they're even true or not when it comes on the other side. But this, I got to wonder, like, so if you have I7, eight threads, or I9 with eight threads and hyper-threading, what's, mm-hmm. even even losing the hyper-threading, is there some other reason? You know, what else are they can do to make the I9 even better? You know, there's these rumors of a soldered version. Yep, that just right. popped up yesterday. Yeah. So, again, it's been kicking around. But so it sounds like the highest-performing part, will be soldered it will have the highest clocks it will have all the cores and threads so i9 yeah. then i7 sort of gets this demotion although i you know it it see and that's why it's going to depend on price for me because if it's the, the future core i7 flagship is still 350 bucks like they have been then the one that's out there right now the 8700k has six cores 12 threads and the 9700k would just have eight cores, eight threads. It's like a step backwards for the same amount of money almost. Okay, so you guys think that they won't keep a six-core, 12-thread part in the i7 group? I think the the, the rumor seems to indicate, again, it's a rumor, uh, it seems to indicate kind of that the the separation, the margaret segmentation going forward might be core i5 is six cores, core i7 is eight cores, hyper-threading is core i9. That's so confusing, especially because they first introduced Core i9 for the extreme end of things. Yeah, but that's, X parts. that's only in the big big socket, right? So. I know, but this, but still, like my my association with Core i9 before all this was with the big socket. Yeah, I. Yep. So I mean, but at the same time, when you're when they're like, okay, we're going to sell these things. Generally, the model numbers do indicate are an indicator of performance. So if it's a lower mm-hmm. number, you get less performance in certain benchmarks. So. Could you? I'm wondering if there will be a six core with hyperthreading in i7 still, like 8700K. Will that still exist? Because uh, six cores with hyperthreading might, well, so eight cores with hyperthreading won't be faster, but then it might actually be faster than the i7, rumored i7 without hyperthreading, right? Yeah, but, but then if they start mixing, you know, some i5s are six cores, some core i7s are six cores with hyperthreading, and others are just eight straight cores. That gets real confusing very quickly. Yeah, but Intel hasn't been uh, straightforward for a while now. <laughs> well, yeah, model. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's why I'm not that overly, you know, um, freaked out about it. People are freaking out about it, of course. But I I think 
I mean, there is no rhyme or reason. Uh, I7 in I7 and I9 on on laptop are the same thing, right? And like I7 to I5, you go from six cores to quad core. But before it wasn't, and but then you get down to KB Lake R and uh, Core I7 KB Lake R is not that different than a Core i5 KB Lake R, same core and thread count, right? Four, four, eight. I was just thinking about the desktop. Once you start bringing laptops, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it really gets crazy. I, I mean, we've I, I've gone through this enough where it all makes sense, and then everything gets juggled to like <laughs> I don't understand the the rationale for this. It doesn't mean anything. It's just simply we give it a model number to help help consumers sort of figure out how to give us more money and also to get them the highest performance chip because the bigger number generally does really mean bigger performance, right? So I'm really interested to see. There's rumors that these chips if they are soldered could hit 5.5 gigahertz i don't think that's going to wind up happening Wait. steve last week was talking wow. about it he doesn't think it's going to happen five, either five is that what you said but yeah Dang. that's what the rumors say but you know i don't uh, like rumors for a reason. <laughs> yeah no i mean it's hard to believe though right but it is possible i mean these atn parts are really hitting some high clocks and the fact that this is uh what four base and five on turbo and if you if you and manually if you overclock, overclock it, it, you can get all cores of five. It's like it's almost yeah. it feels like a hundred percent of these are getting a five. That's mm-hmm. could you squeeze more out of it if you have if you improve the process some more or you find some other things that are you know holding you back or you improve the cooling? Yeah, I guess so, right? Would that change everything? Does this make it tough for AMD then? It it would it would uh well, if they do wind up switching to a thing where core i seven can hit five gigahertz but doesn't have hyper threading. Then AMD still has you know twice the threads in their eight core parts, so it doesn't necessarily okay. change anything. It just further drives home the advantages that each platform has because already Intel's good for the higher clock things. Ryzen is right. great for the multi-core things. It just further cements that I think crystallizes that. Yeah. Hmm. One I... of the rumors. Have you heard about when these might be expected to launch? Is it this year, or next year? I I have not heard anything, but the fact that they're already in databases makes me think it's a end of this year launch kind of thing. You know, yeah. I, although they have the one thing they have committed to is that twenty eight core part, right? And as, as Steve said, you know, could be Whiskey Lake, could be a you know something newer twenty eight cores, high clock generally. I, That's gonna be the big socket though. <laughs> yeah, big socket. So I don't I don't know. I couldn't see them launching both at the same time because you want the mileage out of it. So I would think. Maybe CES would make sense, right? There's yeah. not that much time left in this year. There's other CPU launches coming. So if they do 28-core uh, X part and then CES for the for this part, maybe? It's only July, Gordon. What yeah. do you mean there's not much time left this year? <laughs> yeah. we're, we're only halfway through. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, well, it's almost <laughs> August. What do you think? The, to be I'm, fair. I got to say, I was a little surprised by the pricing. Right, because the rumor is the price this thing will be in the 450 range. Of course, these are these could just be trial balloons to, but by, yep. by Intel to see what. But for think. the Core i9 part, or for the top I7, end, yeah. for the top end, a core uh, 16 thread part. So you said 450. I think so. I think I saw a 450 yeah. price thrown out there, which is like, yep. ooh, that's. Would you pay that? I, well, you know, it depends on how it performs. Like, would you would you pay for an eight core sixteen thread chip that the base clock is four five with a, a turbo of five five? It's like, it's gonna be. I gotta say, that's gonna be hard for anybody to beat. That's gonna be hard for Ryzen to beat. You know? Yeah. I think it's gonna be pretty tough because that those clock speeds are get them a lot. 
But on the other side, you know, twenty seven hundred you can get for three hundred and thirty bucks tops these days. With yeah, the heat, so. with the with the cooler. With that's, cooler. The, that's kind yeah. of what I mean. It's like, would you actually pay for that performance outside of the fact that you have it? You know what I mean? Like, would you buy it to actually put it to its full use? Like, I'm trying to think how many people that's, actually would. Um, it's an, I think would very much depend on the benchmarks because I don't even want to try to predict how that would actually perform in the real world. Right. Yeah, I don't know. But so I I don't think so. If this part comes out, if the clocks are as high as they say it is, it's it'll easily push off twenty seven twenty seven hundred X. But so you got to figure AMD's got a twenty eight hundred X coming. There's some crazy rumors of them doing a sixteen core version of a you know small socket. Um, that would be crazy. Uh, Ryzen, and I don't necessarily put much into that. I mean, because 7 nanometers isn't already done, right? It's not like going to be popping out tomorrow, so I don't <laughs> see that happening immediately, so they maybe they have another higher clock 2800X to compete with this 9900K part. Maybe 400 bucks for that. I mean, would AMD charge maybe 350 I don't know. I mean, where where do they go? They're, they're 230 or 330 330 in the 2700X, 330. right? Yep, yep. So 400 for a higher clock 2800X. And then they, Intel has a 450 for the 9900K. Yeah, but the other difference that we're not quite accounting for is the fact that Ryzen goes on sale much more readily than Intel. Yeah. Or sorry. Yeah, well, and parts. they come, you know, look look at this box. There is no cooler in here. <laughs> you don't want to you don't want to run a stock cooler on there. That's like buying a really nice car and then getting steel rims. You don't do that. <laughs> the Ryzen stock coolers are pretty nice. And yeah, they but, got RGB. Yeah, so like, yeah, <laughs> that's like, hey, that and I got uh, so many car analogies. That's like buying a car and then getting alloy rims, like not as nice as your aftermarket rims <laughs> and your big subwoofer. But you know, hey, but you can drive off the lot with it. You can drive off the lot and not have people laugh at your steel <laughs> rims. Like, what is this a delivery truck? Right, no, steel rims. It I used love to it. be. Love- <laughs> oh, go ahead, Brad. I just love how much the computer world has been shaken up so quickly because just a couple years ago, our processor of the year was not applicable. It was that bad. <laughs> yeah. No, was like, it really one year? Yeah. Two years uh, ago. Two years, two years, ago. years yeah. ago. Two years yeah. ago. It's well, a year and a half. Year and a half. Whether or not 450 bucks is too much for an 8-core 16-thread <laughs> Intel part. I mean, I love where how fast we've... How fast computing is accelerated with fast computing. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. chat keeps uh, reminding that next year um, AMD is going to go to 7 nanometer. You right. Know, so there might be a, a, a change in that. So, you know, things are continuing to improve. Yeah. yeah. Rumors yeah. are These rumors, even if we don't like all the information, are a good sign of how all this competition is driving great stuff for fans of the PC. Yeah. Competition is good, right? Now, if only we can get that with GPUs. So. Yeah, I think I think it shows really it's really interesting how careful Intel has to be because all of its parts are so carefully segmented by market. Like just introducing an eight core chip for the same price as Ryzen isn't something they can do without changing all the little other features of the things underneath it. Yeah, it's like finely tuned. And then I, you know, one point that AMD said at CES, which we'll see how that plays out, is like sort of in the old days. You know, if anybody lived through the original Athlon and, you know, FX51s, AMD would get faster or offer more, and Intel would pull away by, hey, we're the masters of process. We got this down. We're, you know, nobody can touch our fabs, and they run away. And then they they're not, turn that switch, and they kind of walk away from AMD suddenly. They're saying, well, look, there's really not much Intel can do. 
Um, but Intel does have that one more 10 nanometer part next, you know, we're looking at it a year or so but from now, but I, I think they could squeeze more out of that, but then AMD has seven nanometers, so it'll be, I, I, I like these races. That is just, yeah, it just makes we, everything better, We all better, benefit right? from it. We all benefit. We benefit from HP and Dell and Lenovo and Asus and Acer, and they're all competing. They're all have different prices, you know, we give you this feature, that feature. It would make the Mac better if they had competition. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, people people kind of dump on Intel for being stuck on 14 nanometer for so long. But I think it's pretty amazing that they're still refining it so much that that chip right there can hit five gigahertz on all cores if you overclock it. That's, yeah. yep. There's something to be said for that. Yeah. I mean, you can really squeeze everything you can out of a process, right? And it does make you wonder... You know, because I like, I mean, people in the old days are like, oh, why do you, why do you keep going? Why do we keep stepping forward with these processes? Why not do a couple more? And they're like, you know, uh, they're the main, again, this is the business person point of view is they make more money. They they have many, many, much data to prove that we step down the process and we, we make a ton of money. Because a lot of, I think, analysts are like, why do you keep investing to keep, you know, shrinking the die? What's the point? And like, yeah, we make a ton more money. We're getting more dies per wafer. So it's worth it. And in the end, it all washes out. Yep. Nice. Uh, so we're, we're running out of time. Oh. So why don't we do a quick little uh, Q and egg segment, right? Uh, just, just, just real quick, uh, drop your questions in, and uh, we will get these people to to answer some questions. Uh, the first one's coming in from Doom Slayer on YouTube. Doom Slayer. Uh, yeah, Doom Slayer. Doom Slayer. Uh, what will uh, What will Intel do next year when AMD goes to seven nanometer? I think I touched a little bit on that. I, you know, I think they got one more. They got 10, right, coming? Yep. So we'll see, right? Nobody, I wouldn't pass any judgment to anybody. It's late, but we'll see, right? You got to wait. And to- who knows, who knows what uh, Global Foundry's 7 nanometer will actually achieve compared to Intel's long established 14 nanometer that can hit 5 gigahertz now. I mean, it's, yep. we'll have to see. Right. And one thing I do think is fair, although it could just simply be spin. Uh, Intel has long said, look, our 14 nanometer it is as good as they're throwing shade at uh, Samsung. Our 14 as good is as good as Samsung's 10, I think, or whatever. So that's, that's the thing about the nanometer counts. They're not actually counts. They're like marketing feature numbers that get tossed around these <laughs> we days. We talked Don't about this. Measure. It got related yeah. to childbirth. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. All right, all right. Next question. Next question. Uh, over it's on, true. No, uh, next question over on Twitch. Uh, Hitman45 asks, uh, uh, do you guys and gals think this 9000 series part will work on Z370? Mm, I think I don't know. I gotta say because there's rumors of that uh, Z4. Uh, is it three ninety? Right. It's so not rumors. Intel's actually published yeah. So there's a, a three ninety chipset, <laughs> but all it really does is bring the the top end chipset. It seems like you know you get USB three one ten gig. There's a lot of features that are on the cheaper chipsets that sort of get Im- embedded into it. Um, yep. You know, I don't know. Again, and again, I think we sort of touched on that. I say it's a coin toss. It might work and it might not work. We hope it does. I, right? I hope it does. <laughs> it seems to me like Z390 is, like you said, basically just adding some of the features from the lower end chipsets. So I hope it would work on Z370. But I mean, it, we'll have to see. Yeah. <laughs> but I wouldn't put any money on it one way or the other. No. no. You would expect it to. You would hope it would. But that doesn't mean anything. Uh, over on YouTube, uh, Hazarki, do, uh, do you think MXM PCs should get more attention than what it has now? 
yeah, the problem is it doesn't get much support from NVIDIA or AMD, <laughs> as I understand it. But this, for people who don't know, these are little miniature small machines with MXM graphics modules, which uh, is a you know an older sort of laptop standard that it doesn't use that much anymore. But it's hard to get these vendors. These vendors say have told me it's historically very hard to get MXM modules with newer graphics cards that work. There's a lot of thermal engineering kind of issues. Um, and if you go and you look, if you have like, <laughs> if you go and you look for like a 980 or a 780 in an MXM module, if you go out to buy a U780, GTX 780, right? It's what, two, 150 bucks? If you go out and you buy a used GTX 780 MXM module, it's like $1,000. It's $1,000. And people buy these because they have an older laptop. They've decided to, you know, hack this thing into a, an older laptop because, you know, MXM generally works if you have the cooling. That's $1,000. So MXM is just not really getting the support from NVIDIA and AMD. It would be nice. I think it would be cool because it enables different form factors, but it's not happening so far. Uh, yeah, we, we got some more over here. Let's uh, just hit it quick. Uh, Moxel on Twitch says, uh, any rumors about GTX 1180, including tensor cores for AI? Brad. That'd be cool. Who knows until they actually announce it. The uh, Titan V and whatnot are chock full of tensor cores. So we'll have to see when it's announced what's in there. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see some in there, as you say, because uh, AI going forward that'd be cool to start including that in there but we'll have to wait and see uh and then a question for elena uh wow. on twitch uh what is it uh, primed money mm. oh no twitch prime money 2012 asks has there been any updates on the ram price fixing ram price fixing yeah, the prices are fixed really high. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> any, yeah. That's the update. Like update Still. in terms of like, yeah. have I seen any movement yes. in yeah. uh, like deals? Not really. Not as much as I'd like. Lately, they've been going on this whole kick where they'll say like, oh, like sixteen gigs for sale on sale rather, How um, much? and it's like ten dollars off. Woohoo! So 16 so gigs. It's so expensive. 16 gigs, 2400. How much these days? I've not looked in a. Probably 170. Oh my God. 165. Mm. So they, I'm not really considering mm. that a sale or a deal. Mm. It's still pretty inflated right now. Yeah. Wow. Yikes. And the price, they're actually, like, I believe it was China was suing a bunch of RAM manufacturers for price fixing as well. But oh, there really? hasn't been any movement on that front either. Yes. So they said they're doing it. Nothing else since. That's pretty tough. To, it's pretty tough. Those those lawsuits really are tough. It's hard to, to prove. prove, I would imagine. Really tough. Yeah. Unless you have like a, a text messages from the CEO to the other CEO. Okay, let's hold it at this price. It's like it's pretty. It's going to be really tough. Yeah. It's like it's like uh, gas companies, right? They, you can't prove there's price fixing, but all the prices are the same. It's really hard to prove. <laughs> it's because it's really easy. They can just look across the street. Okay. <laughs> 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 That's like three fifty nine for a gallon of gas in California right now. If you're lucky, oh, no, it's like four dollars by by where I live, what? and I live in Whoa. I live in a not great neighborhood, so that tells you something right there. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's, it is much cheaper out here. Well, oh, we yeah. have all the we, we haven't hit three dollars yet. Well, we so. have like all the emissions and like you know funding bridges and other yeah. junk like uh, the it gets I, ha- I can talk about that at length about that. Yes, uh, you can. Let's, let's, let's do that next episode. Uh, <laughs> Over on Facebook, this one is for you, Gordon, because I know you're such a big Mac mm, fan. Yeah, so uh, yes. 
Ernest White on Facebook is asking, is it worth putting an RX 580 in a 2012 Mac Pro? Which one's a Mac? It's, it's the ones we have over here. Oh, oh, like a classic Mac Tower? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is not It is if you can actually get it to work, because some of those Mac Pros, because I, I don't, I'm not I, We're using Pros. it to run on Skype. Brad is literally on Skype on yeah, the Mac Pro. You're using, you're using the GPU that came with it, and <laughs> you need to do your research carefully actually, to make I think sure we have it a, actually Actually, I think we have a Quadro in there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's a quadro. Just to so, run Skype. But the drivers, I think, is what he's about yeah, to get yeah, at. Yeah. Oh, no. It's not no, drivers. It's not. It is It is because it's like, hey, industry standard PCIe graphics oh, card. Power. Oh, Oh, yeah. We're going to do... Apple does these things again because the artists or I don't know what in the world is going on, but they, they change the... <laughs> in the old days, they used to change the uh, firmware on the card, right? The BIOSes and the, and the GPUs would be like, would not work. I don't know if they ever stopped doing that because I remember I worked with a video person a long time ago and I had like a 7800 GTX, which is like the one card that worked on his particular Mac Pro. Uh, I was like, oh, you can have it. One. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's not like, oh, it fits in the slot. It's I not, like, the 8800 it's not like you go to the wall and you just plug in your uh, whatever, anything, your, anything AC related. It's like it has to have the special thing so it works with the Apple AC plug, which <laughs> is insane. So, no, I, I do think it's worth it for the performance. But you better make sure it works first. Uh, there may actually be uh, some BIOS updates you have to do to the card. You know, people are probably flashing them to make them work, but it's not easy. And then also there are some power issues, too. This is the weird thing. People don't know. Like, and the last time I looked in a Mac Pro, it, <laughs> it was insane. So you know how we run power directly to, from your graphics card to the power supply? Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh. They run from the graphics card, from a normal GPU power pin, to... The motherboard to what looks like a miniature version of the little the GPU power plug. Some of the designs, again, I can't say it's universal, but if you go and look, there were some Mac Pros where the power would go from the graphics card to a a plug in the motherboard. I'm not kidding. So, I'm not true. making this up. True. So it sounds like He's this a Mac- guy should do some research. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, you and can't. Gordon's a Mac expert, so he I'm would a know. Mac expert because these are the things that have made me absolutely the worst. I mean, I'm like that's why I am the complete opposite of of Apple because I like standards. I mean, come on, what? It's so hard about making something where you could change parts but out. It's it. not beautiful, Gordon. Yeah, I mean, like what? I mean, what? So the, I really can't believe, and I guess you could say that somebody said, "Let's just take it, make it easy. We'll run the power cord uh, right to the power supply, sir." It's like uh, I don't know. I, there might be a little too much wire showing. Uh, okay, we'll route it. We'll make longer wire so we can route it behind the motherboard. Uh, that's not, then there's wires in the back of the motherboard. Well, what did you want to do? Put power in the motherboard? Hey, would that work? No, no, I was I was joking. I, I, I was kidding. That that's insane. Really? Could you come up with some designs? Have engine? No. This, but if we do this, it'll delay this launch for six months, sir. Just do it. Just, I, I want to see it so. It's like, <laughs> right? I mean, it's just like, it makes no sense. That is just like, so it doesn't, what is the point of doing that? It's so non-practical, you know? It makes makes just as much sense as having a Core i9 and a half-inch laptop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although, you know, I got to say, that is, I, that is the, that is the, that's the, the business person. Because... <laughs> I, I got to say, like, okay, engineering and art, we've come up, like, we can do it. We we can do the new Coffee Lake parts in the MacBook Pro. We we can do it. Just, it'll work. Just barely. <sighs> Dude, I was just looking and look, Dell, 
it has XPS 15. They're going to put a Core i9 in it. Lenovo's got one. HP's like, we got you got to put a Core i9 in here. But like, if we put a Core i9 in here, you're not going to get the clocks. What's the point? <laughs> They're doing it. We got to do nine it. Nine is bigger than seven. We got to right? put it nine on all the seven. marketing. Right? Because that's definitely a business person call, right? Because the engineer is going to go, well, it's not worth it, right? It's not worth it. And then I guess if you want to ask a fourth leg accounting, it'd be like, I guess that's good for accounting. But <laughs> the cheap people would say, this is not worth it. I'm just thinking it's super complicated with all these additional legs. Well, I, I mean, it makes sense. You got artists, you got engineer, you got the business person. And it's just that tension of all three, just always fighting. All right, uh, last question from uh, Wings Cancer on YouTube. Uh, don't know about that name. Uh, best, what is the best motherboard brand for long-term bio support? What do you guys think? Boy, that is really tough. Yeah, right. I think it really sometimes just depends on the actual motherboard. I would say. If you want long-term bio support, you actually have to buy, and of course, you're not going to do this. Nice motherboard. You have to buy an enterprise, something that they sell into businesses. Yeah. So it really <coughs> depends on like what specific model of motherboard you buy. Yeah. So I would say I've seen plenty of motherboards. Like right now, um, it's clear to me that uh, all the motherboard makers could roll, bake in all the fixes for all the security issues with older chips, older motherboards, but they don't want to because they don't want to pay to have somebody do it and to, hey, buy a new one to fix it. Um, but in general, that, a good practice is to spend as much as you can if you're worried about long-term support. Because if you buy the high-end ones, they tend to get supported for longer. That's true. That, but in general, but even if you have a very high-end Haswell motherboard, you've been put on that life raft and cast aside off the Except ship. Except for me, because I was not on a high. <laughs> and again, so I, so I think that that proves your your theory that you thought that someone somewhere bought a lot of my particular motherboard and they had the clout to basically say like no, like patch this. Right, and the only people that could force Intel, because Elena has the one <laughs> unicorn Intel motherboard that got I you do. have a Sandy Bridge part. I do. It's from my 2500K. So she has a 2500K. She got all the security updates for her board. No other Intel board that I saw actually got it. It's that one board. And, of course, uh, from MSI, Asus, uh, ASRock, everybody else is like, Sandy Sandy Bridge, you cheap bastard, go buy something new. We're not going to come back and fix that. Go buy something new. <laughs> the only the only people that could make Intel do that, because they don't even have a motherboard division. The engineer has been either purged or moved on to another part of the company four years ago is the U.S. government. So you have the same motherboard the NSA uses. <laughs> nice. All right. Oh. Why don't we wrap it up? We're, uh, we're running out of time. All right. So check back next week for your fix of PC Talk on the Full Nerd. Maybe next week? Week after? Yes. I don't know. Okay, next week. For audio listeners, subscribe <laughs> to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Send questions and comments to the Full Nerd at PCWorld.com. Also, leave us a review on iTunes every time you do. A motherboard gets updated. A motherboard gets updated. I wish. I would be like, I would be in there like leaving all kinds of fake reviews for my Kevin Durant made up burner accounts, right? <laughs> so thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with Brad Charkas. Uh, next week, if we do it around the same time Thursday, uh, I'm testing G-Sync HDR monitor right now. So oh, hopefully yeah. we'll be able to talk about that next week. You can have it behind you. We could see your uh, 4K. That's the box it came in. That's it's, insane. Man, that I can gigantic. <laughs> we could see you demo 4K It's motherboard too. It's just, just a standard sized monitor, <laughs> but it came in a box like that. <laughs> awesome. Oh, and of course, Lenny Yee. Don't forget to sign up for the giveaway if you qualify. Giveaway, giveaway. 
I don't qualify. Nope. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> Other special guests, Chris Hebert. Hey, th- yeah, thanks for joining us, Chris. Yeah, it was, it was fun. fun. Yeah. yeah. Long time fan, huh? <laughs> First time on the show. And Adam Patrick Murray's going to hit the L switch. Go sign up to win the giveaway. 